Hello everyone, my name is Noah Nichols. This is episode zero, Billy Corgan zero shirt of Right Strife. And uh, we are going to be talking with uh, Kevin Massing uh, alongside myself. Hello. <laughs> there you go. Of uh, About the process of uh, writing um, in and of itself, basically. And uh, we're just going to go on a little journey together here and uh, try to see how we do things uh, with our stories, with our storytelling. So, Kevin, yeah. introduce yourself. Yeah, so I, I guess we would start really from the beginning, right? Yes. We're going to attack this, the from process. When you started. You start at the beginning, so um, it, I don't know how it works for you, but for me, a lot of times it comes from music listening to a song and just sort of pace my room a little bit kind of close my eyes yep. I, I don't leave many things on my floor in my room so that way I can just kind of walk around freely with my eyes closed and sort of daydream yeah and sometimes it comes in just the form of one scene that I then write a story around and other times it feels like it's the trailer of a movie and I'm seeing a bunch of different things happening I have different characters in place and you know, it, it really of, paints the visuals. Yeah, and then the yeah. visuals come, and then I, I have just a notebook laying out, and I'll, I'll stop for a second, usually pause the song, write the thought out, Yeah, and go from there. Other times, it's pulled from the, the news, but that it, for me, I would say my most consistent form of coming up with new information is if uh, a new, new topic for a story is um, I think about, sometimes it's, it's predetermined a little bit to where I, I know what I want to get. You know, I, I kind of have an idea for the story that I want. And yeah, you I have like bullet points. Yeah, I have an idea and then I try to frame that idea. I wait, I, I pick a song that I kind of get into and then I just kind of yes. drift away for a minute into La La Land and then I come back with an idea. So for me, that's usually step one, which will make this interesting because as we go through this, I know our We're goal. Learned. Our goal is to co-author a story yes. throughout this series, whether it be just one short story or whatever. Or a whole goes. novel. Yeah, and just uh, in that way, we can use that sort of as an example while we go. Uh, so that's my process. We probably won't be able to do that, which means I'm up for yeah. a challenge right off Jump Street. We kind of have to like adhere to each other's styles but then kind of like make our own self we co-author a thing yeah i can't like, just you know, disappear to... for eight minutes while yeah. you talk to people and i just yeah you know throw some headphones on and nerd out so when as much as i'd love to um, before we get to me and my process i'd like to ask you specifically about do you focus on word count or like like when you when you focus on a day of writing you're like i need to hit a thousand words or else it's it's all for naught. It's 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 fucking worthless. Or do you go whatever comes out, that's fine, and I can salvage whatever later. Um, and there are two things I don't ever care about until it's deadline time, and that is word count and title. Okay. I, I don't. Those are things I think that are ways that you sort of create roadblock for yourself. Yes. Um, you can really put yourself in writer's block. If another thing. Character names. I have been known to change character names throughout drafts because I will. I refuse to let myself get bogged down by it. So if I'm struggling to come up with a character's name, I will think of something random, just throw it in there, and just move on. And then 
when I have the story finally out of my brain and it stops giving me a headache, then I can go back and be like, okay, well, I don't like what I named this dude, so let me go back and find it. And, you know, if you're, if you're going to self-edit or if you're going to hire an editor, they're going to catch any time. You know what I mean? If you miss yeah. if you misspell the name or whatever, it, you're gonna be you stopped. should you yeah. should catch it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, those are a couple of things. I just I refuse to let them bog me down and, and get in the way. You have enough things in the world that can give you writer's block, so don't do it to yourself. Yeah. Um, working titles are fine, stuff like that. So I don't and word count like for instance, we were talking the other day about actually not the other day it was it was earlier today. Um, just recently. Just recently. <laughs> Uh, about a story and you had asked me if I had published it onto 500 words or less and I told yeah. you that I, origi I originally wrote it for 500 words or less or I, I think, got stuck are they called I think it's fewer than 500 okay fewer than 500 yeah but yeah, we should, we should get that somebody right. should check that yeah, out somebody google that um, yeah but it's a good site though yeah good it's a great stories. place to get some work published but I stopped working on that and yeah. left it alone for a long time until we came up with the uh, Bad Dinner Guest site and we needed more material for the blog and I thought, well, uh, this is going to be longer than 500 words, so why don't I just finish it and post it where, whatever, there are no requirements for me to I can just post it on my own site and get it out there. Right. I mean, um, well, your imagination in general should be um, unlimited, so to box yourself in. If, if you come in with an idea of, well, I'm going to write this story and it has to be under 500. Well, you're, you're kind of pigeonholing yourself into something that's unnecessary. Yeah. So, I mean, if you have more to tell your story, that's how it should be. Yeah. You could be setting yourself up to fail for really no good yeah. reason. And, and that's a thing that can discourage somebody, especially when they're first starting to write. Um, you don't give yourself any reason to want to give up. So why say, yeah. And why even set a limit of saying, well, I'm going to write at least 500 words today? Why do that? You yes. Know? When you get to a certain point and you're confident enough, you know, then start setting those kind of goals for yourself. But early on, just kind of take what comes, honestly, and just work on it. And one of the things that I do once I've started a first draft is because I haven't written a novel, like say you have, right. um, when I sit down to write, Whatever I'm going to add today, whatever content I'm going to add before I get to it, I, I reread everything I've already done. So my first draft, essentially, by the time you've seen it, is really like a fifth or sixth draft because every time I've sat down to work on that draft, I've edited it up until I start. Yeah. Um, yep. And that way it doesn't take you a year to get through a project. You know. Yeah, uh, I mean, self-editing is essential. But, yeah, it, I find it a lot easier just to do it as you go rather than um, to sit down and then try to – sit down and re-edit your entire novel or right. piece from the beginning. Well, like, uh, like you mentioned, you know, the novel of mine, like I didn't, when I, when I started Nonet, I didn't say like, I'm going to write a certain set amount of words and, and I want it to be a certain amount of pages. I just wanted to tell the story that I wanted to tell and whatever it would turn into. So be it. And it ended up being almost, I think around 95,000 uh, words and just under 400 pages. And that was fine. And well, after, well, before editing, there was more than that. But you know, basically, you, you, if you, yeah, if you, if you box yourself into something, I mean, that's that's limiting yourself, and that's unnecessary to me. I mean, I don't think that that's. I people get so weird about their control, like 
people want to control their own mind and their the way that they go about things. And I don't understand why people get so hung up on that. Um, they should just be a lot more free form while having a set plan as you know, your ideas, your bullet points, but right. yeah, it's just, I, I guess that's a mystery. I, I don't think I'll ever solve on people's uh, psyche. Right. So you're up then now because I've explained my, my extremely odd uh, so, creation. So basically, so. in closing with you, is you, you do more of like a, a stick and you know a stick and move kind of thing, jab. If if you have you know you don't get weirded out by word counts, just when it comes to you and the music, you do it. Yeah, well, can. that's that's where the idea usually comes from. And then yeah, as far as that word count or any of that starting up stuff, whatever I get, I get. There are, for me, there are two modes of writing. There is when you're in sort of concept mode where you're just coming up with ideas. Yeah. And then there's when you're following through with an idea and trying to to look at the, the finer points and, and focus on the details of it and actually put the pieces together. And I think you really, it's two different states of mind for each task because um, I... That, and that's just maybe that's just how I've chosen to operate with it. You know, when I'm um, sitting there, I'll, for instance, I'll be sitting down when I'm working on a story. I won't do this. Stand, you know, I might take a break and listen to some music. Yeah. But when I'm actually writing, there's no music that I'm listening to. I find that it distracts me and it can set the tone for what I'm doing. Yeah. And affect the words that come out. So I don't really do it that much. Uh, but enough. when it comes to the start, I think it's great just to listen to a bunch of different music and jot down a bunch of different ideas and then oh, yeah. sit down and it's, have a snack and look, read over your notes and see which one you want to pursue. impossible for me to write without listening to some type of music. I mean, okay. it's just, just in silence writing your story. I don't know. Like, to me, that's for the birds. You know? Like, I love just, and, and I like to listen to a lot of like post rock or instrumental or ambient stuff sometimes too. Because I find like when I listen to uh, music with a lot of lyrics, that distracts me for whatever reason while I'm doing the yeah. stuff. So I love instrumental because it kind of, you can, you know, there's so, so much good instrumental music out there yeah. that you could listen to an album and just get whisked away and it, like, you know, like, and love it. But it doesn't distract you from, being in your own world of, you know, what you're writing about. So that's what I love to do. And, uh, yeah, I guess I'm up. So I'm going to take it. Walk me through your process. Well, as you know, like, um, I, I have been really kind of firing on all cylinders. I have, I have known at, which is my first novel that came out in late January, I believe January 29th of this year. Um, and my second novel is about to come out Wednesday, July 20th. And it's it's called Cat Incarcerated. Um, and I also have, with my editor, with, uh, with Tamara Beach, we have made a book called Strands of Sand. And that is, that's kind of, it's done and it's ready. We're just waiting on word from Kindle Scout and see if we're picked up. And if we're not, then we're going to probably uh, send it to agents and see what happens. But uh, basically, um, so I started 
not even a year and a half ago or so. And uh, so now under my belt, I have two folding novels, essentially, and then the one co-authored with uh, Tamara. And uh, it's because when I get into it, I get really into it. Uh, like on weekends that I'm free, I'll go to my, my, my operations is a little different than some. I mean, I, I haven't seen a lot of others that have done it. I mean, I go to library and I'll just sit there and I'll either go in a study room with my laptop or I'll go on one of the computer terminals. Um, and I'll just write for like five, six hours straight and I will turn off my phone. I will get really into it and then people get upset they'll i'll turn back i'll turn my phone back on and and they'll say where are you what's going on why aren't you answering this text or you know they act like it's so urgent of something like they need to know something like okay yeah yeah you know what i mean and uh yeah so so i i like to go on the computer terminal even though i have a laptop or i could just stay at home or whatever I like to go on the computer terminal there because they usually give you like five or six hours of the time limit and there's a countdown. So mentally that mm. gives me a mode where it's right on the screen where I'm like, oh, fuck, I have to write. And I just, you know, I don't distract myself from Facebook, uh, Goodreads, anything, Twitter. I, I go straight up into the world. I, I use um, what I use is Noveler. And Noveler is a great writing program. It's N-O-V-L-R. And it's a really clean program. It actually, it costs money per month, like nine bucks or something. Um, but I got in on a lifetime membership when they were offering it for like $100 to just have it for free or for your whole lifetime. And oh, wow. uh, I wrote all of Captain Cursor in there. It shows your, um, your stats every day on what you average. Okay. Um, everything you can do it offline and online. Um, it's really cool. I'll have to show that to you sometime. Um, you can try a trial out for it and it's really cool. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I keep it going. I keep it moving and I don't, uh, a lot of people, a lot of friends of mine, like they'll write their first novel and they'll stay with it. They'll, they'll be married to it for like four to five years and and then when it comes out, they'll say, well, I worked so long on this. And then they get devastated if it fails. Like, well, I put my heart and soul into this. See, I'm on a different, I have a self-imposed rule where I don't spend over a year on one project. Yeah. Because if I do, I mean, my God, like I, I worked on Nonet mm, like nine months, I would say the whole process. And I felt like I lived with it forever. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was like, but then, but then again, the people that work on books for four to five years, they're 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 jabbing on it and then they're ducking out for a while for months. See, with Nonet, I started May twenty third to October twenty third, and every day I did it obsessively until it was fucking done. Right, and that's yeah. and that's a different process because yeah. there have been projects that I've worked on where I feel that they have benefited from me taking two or three months where I worked on something else and then I came clear back your mind read it had a different perspective on life at that point yep and you know could see some of the weaknesses and see some points where it's like oh well you just kind of wrote that based on the mindset you were in that's not really a message you'd like to send out there yeah um, stuff like that yeah uh, so it just it really kind of depends some it, it can work both ways for you I know uh, yeah everybody's different 
Yeah. And there's no right or wrong way. There really isn't. I, for one, prefer to be working on multiple projects at a time because if, should I get into writer's block with any one project, I like there to be other options. Like, okay, well, I'm stuck on this. Let me see if I can't. Rather, than, wait, rather than waste the next 40 minutes tw spinning my <laughs> fingers while yeah. I try to come up with an idea that's not going to come, so I'm trying too hard, why don't I just focus my energy elsewhere and see if I can't be productive with the time? Yeah, you're you're trying to avoid like getting stuck at a dead end yeah. with one project, pretty much. But yeah, I mean, it's always good to impose deadlines. You know. Yeah, and the great you can sort of prioritize how you have that rotation. Yeah, and the great thing about writing and, and novels or short stories is, um, you can, like in real life, like if somebody, if you're in a conversation with them, if it's an argument, whether it's that or whatever. Um, you know, sometimes you leave it and you're like, oh, shit, I should have said this, but I could never get that time back, at least yeah. with a project, with a novel or whatever. You can always, it's, it is a conversation that you can revisit. You can travel back in time to, yeah. you know what I mean? And that's what I love about it because there were things in NoNet where I'd be like, well, I should wrap this into a lot because there's a lot of interconnecting. And uh, before I released it, you know, I actually did an add-in um, of like, uh, Tamara and I, we kid out or we killed out like four or 5,000 words, but then the add-ins that I implemented into it was like 3,500 or something. And so you killed out all those words, but then you drop in more and then you hone it. And, uh, yeah, it's just, it's just really interesting. But, uh, and a lot of people don't, I've noticed a lot of friends and just fellow writers that I know that they don't they find excuses not to put it out or take the next big step, I think, because it does take a lot of courage to put yourself out there on Amazon and stuff. Because when you're out there, anybody can say anything about my book. You know, believe me, there have been things yeah. that have been infuriating. I'm like, you know, fucker, yes, text messaging does exist, like yeah. in a world without the internet, you right. know, like, but you can't respond to them because it's deemed unprofessional. But you want to slap the shit out of them. Yeah, I, I have you know. uh, mixed feelings on critics. I, I personally don't really care what anyone should have to say. Now that being said, I, I've written some stories where the, the feedback I've gotten in general has been, "Well, that story was really depressing," mm -hmm. and that sort of makes me feel bad because while on one end the, my goal is as long as I made you feel something and you felt it strongly enough to respond to me in any way, then I win because yeah. you did some thinking, you know. You did uh, your job. Yeah, I did my job. You felt something. Maybe I didn't intend for you to feel happy, but there are times when I don't intend to depress people, and I get to respond back, like, that was that was a really depressing story, man. It's Friday night. Why would you ask me to read that on yes. Friday night? And then I'm, that's when I start to feel a little bad, and then I consider, well, is there a way for me to re-edit this and make it more entertaining and make it as entertaining and still get my message across and not have people, like, you know, say I peed in their Cheerios, but then I, I always fight that urge and say like, you know, no, I, I didn't, I wrote this for me here, the message I wanted to get across. Well, you should have two main goals as a writer and, and if you accomplish them, then I mean, you've made it in my opinion. And that's number one is what you said, you know, get your point across or someone takes something from it and learns something or feels something. And number two should be, uh, don't be fucking boring. Don't be dull and mundane. And like, just do like, you know, like, you know, like 
Johnny went over there and then he opened the door and then he lives on this street and already you've lost the person like who gives a shit yeah. like you have to have a way to color your words or intrigue like like your short story um, coming to terms it built like a snowball up the hill you know they rolled and it just it, it built up into an avalanche of like a big lesson of a cautionary tale in my eyes um, that made you think well after you were done with it and uh, that's the style that I love too to do like like um the one thing is is uh, all you know the the small minority of people that have disliked uh, the novel no net is yeah they they've talked shit about it and and they're not happy that it wasn't answered like the big mystery why the internet was out um, which will be answered in the sequel coming up but um, they never once said it was boring. And uh, you know what? Honestly, I would rather have a, a one-star review. Ah, we've got some fans. Yeah, some fans of the dogs. Fan drive-by. I would rather have a, some one-star reviews where, you know, they get very pretentious about word choices and font use rather than one line of just a one-star of a person going, this book was just fucking boring. Well, see, and there's where I sort of, uh, maybe split away from you a little bit okay. ideologically there because I don't give a shit. You don't give a shit what they, they say at all because that's great for them to have that opinion. I have had that opinion about many things. Don't get me started on Michael Bay movies. I will become <laughs> a very different person talking about him. So you mean like the boring aspect? The boring? No, just in general. Like okay. if, if you don't like it, then you don't like it. That's okay. no. Oh, the, oh so, that's their opinion. Yes, yeah. Of so course. and and for me, it's like uh, I've come to terms with the, the the idea that a lot of the things I might want to come across won't be understood. So with that, will come a lot of anger and like this is stupid. It doesn't make any sense and. And, and then there also is the human aspect of not everything that I write is going to be good. I'm going to right. want to think that it's good. And also, people don't get your story. They don't live in your brain. They don't know what you were meaning to really get across. Right. Sometimes. So the idea, I sort of treat writing like therapy, where I don't want to see a psychologist and talk through my problems. So I like to write fiction about issues or thoughts that I have about things in the world and just like yeah. put you in random what-if scenarios to kind of make you think about things that you might not naturally think about um, just yeah. because I think that it's asking yourself random questions like that help gain some experience because uh -huh. we, we tend to only see things from our own perspective so perspective is, is a big thought behind yeah what it is that I'm what it is that I'm trying to do and so with that in mind maybe we should try to brainstorm you know we'll both be sort of out of our element here but yeah if we're going to work through an example of the process we should probably start with trying to brainstorm some ideas so you actually have co-authored before yes and i haven't done it in this sense i've worked on scripts with multiple writers before but that's sort of different it's you take this scene, you take this scene, and then later one of us edits it and makes it all uniform. Are so, you wanting to know like how to go about like doing a project? No, I, I'm wanting to start a project right like now. Like right now right to right do now, a you, story. I want to spitball right now oh, wow. to get, get at least a couple ideas out. Well, by that way, when we start the next one, yeah, um, we'll have some ideas to work with. Hopefully we'll have some feedback. If at the very least you and I will have ideas in our head to start. 
And if we're going to make this an introduction, sort of an example of what we're trying to do, mm -hmm. I thought what better way than to have a small sample Drop of us trying to do it. Okay. Um, and what better way than to do it when we're off guard? Yes, I have no it. idea. I'm we like no preparation. I'm like right? frantically trying to figure out the right? story so, right now. So well, I can see, and that's part <laughs> of it. You know, if occasionally you might have an opportunity thrown your way, and you might just be frantically trying to come up with. So you find out about a competition, and you're like, man, I'd really like to enter a short into that comp. That happens to me all the time in the film world. Oh right. man, the you know this short horror film festivals coming up in two months. We yeah. don't have any idea for it, but we'd love to enter it. So let's come up with a script from scratch. And so, you know, I guess I would start with things that we have in common. So I would imagine that any, you know, we, because you have your major things that you need to figure out to start a story, like the time, the setting, which yes. could essentially be one and the same. The overall message, which I think is what we will work our way to, by kind of putting some of the other pieces together. Yeah. Um, like, uh, whether you want to do it modern times, futuristic or, right. So I imagined ours would be probably in the future because you've already yes. done some things <laughs> in the future. Most of my work is set in the future. Yes. Um, but not too far off into the future, more so people can, it's more like alternate, yeah. more like parallel, Futures, like yeah. it's not it's not far away, but it's also not necessarily on the same. Plane. Like big what ifs. Yeah. Yes. E exactly. So, I mean, what what sort of what would interest you right now? Like, let's say for instance, I don't really feel like writing a spy thriller. You know, maybe we can even go backwards. You know, how you like pick it. something that we don't want to. Yeah, write. maybe just start with the things you don't want to write. I'd about. like to write a novel of a hundred thousand words uh, in a fictional town, and that's a hospital, and it's a, it's a rom com. Who are you, Penguin? Like, are you, <laughs> no, I'm just trying to sell out. Yeah. Oh yeah. Man. Yeah, man. Yes, yeah, RJ. You guys keep bringing up word count. Is this something that comes into a writer's mind? Oh, without apparently, question. because by the way, this me, is RJ. He's in on our listening. He is uh, not a writer. He is a spectator currently, <laughs> but he is a creator. Right, and and that's that's a great question because, in my opinion, mm -hmm. I would say the answer to that question is no. But apparently, like no is there is a hung, is, hang up on it. Is there? But then that's uh, also again we're living in different worlds where I write basically unpublished short fiction, and um, mm -hmm. essentially besides that, it's all been screenplays where you're worried about a page count. It's not a word count at all. Well, let's get um, into that too, because. I wrote the Strands of Sand with, uh, or Strands of Sand with Tamara, uh, in November, and and the the goal of that was to kind of accelerate and 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 do fifty thousand words or more in the month of November for NaNoWriMo. So there are things like goals that you can do there, but it's all I mean optional. Yeah, People yeah. So which I guess is is. What I'm saying is the word count thing. It it is optional because yeah. if I, for instance, I don't. I don't and nobody do, judges you on anything. Like it just seems like it would be very creatively limited. Yeah, like, like, absolutely, no. A great short story. Yeah. That, why why shoot for that? And well, there. You know what's funny about that is that there are there's a site called 101 Words 
uh, .org, I believe, and I've had two stories published on there. But the, the, the gimmick is that you have to have a short story that's exactly 101 words. And it's crazy because, like, when I did the two um, before I, you know, kind of, like, submitted them, I would write it, and then you would have to, like, count. Because you can't trust um, programs because sometimes programs get skewed up. You know, they get messed up. So you have to like literally like count each word to make sure it's yeah. right. But yeah, but it is limiting. I mean, like I said earlier, when I wrote Nonad, I didn't, I didn't go. I'm gonna make it this certain amount. You know, I didn't even know what the lengths of the apps were gonna be. Some apps were just two to three pages. Some were forty pages. Yeah, I mean, clarify I just, the apps are the chapters of this book, right? Yes, apps. Apps are the chapters are apps. They're called apps, and uh, the reason why I named that not only just the conception. The conception of it, the conceptual thing of it, but it's it's also that the way I looked at it is apps, re, you know, actual apps on stores like iTunes Store or whatever, they all vary in sizes. So that's how the apps in the book are. They all vary in size. They all come in shape and size, right. different shapes, sizes. So yeah, word count shouldn't matter. So yeah. So for this instance, I'm going to say that for us, word count shouldn't be in our thought process you know, no. as, we're, as we're brainstorming. And we shouldn't even say it's going to be a short story or a novel. We should just, uh, what we should do is just write it and see where it takes us. Yeah, well, yeah you have to come up best. with the idea first. Yes. Unless, unless you're, again, because the only time you're talking about really having to follow these guidelines is if you're writing for a competition or writing for uh, to enter, to be submitted, to be published. So if you're if you're listening to this introduction to the process, you're probably not to that step at all, and yeah. you know it's not a good place to start. Um, if you, you if you're writing, you should always just start writing for you, and yes. figure it out from there. So for what we're kind of trying to do, we're just trying to come up with an idea, something that we can get passionately behind. You know, enough well, to the point where we'll talk about it once a week and put it on air and and do what we can to kind of help budding writers come up with some ideas for how they might work through a story. Well, the way I'd like to get an idea right now is is try to figure out, because the way that uh, I did the co-author, The Strains of Sin, I did the man section, she did the woman section, and then we collaborated on everything after that. So after those two parts, it almost went up to 100 pages, and then after that we collaborated, and then we just basically tag team. So... Um, I know you were talking about earlier, like, you know, you do this part, you do this scene, you do that. But with with a tag team, it is a very a fine line because you had to get in that ebb and flow right. of it. So so almost like you have to base your idea with another person, with a with a team, off of how you're gonna write it. You know what I mean? Like, do we put a two man, do we have like a story, let's say of like a car breaks down in the desert and then, you know, like, uh, you know, it's a guy and a girl um, and they just broke up, but they're, you know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Like, so there could be a I, have an, I have an idea because it mm -hmm. fits right into what you're saying. And I always thought it might be difficult to write on my own anyway. Okay. So I always wanted a story where you, you get the story from almost every character in the story's point of view except the protagonist. Like, the story is about okay. a character, but you get your information based on him walking into a donut shop and there being two people sitting at a bar, or sitting at a counter, 
and they would see him come in, and then they start a dialogue. You build the world of and, you, know I mean, you build the, the world characters. around the protagonist, and From you the never want preliminary characters. Yeah, and then maybe at the very last chapter, the very last chapter is that person's okay. perspective, or something, okay. something like that. And that gives us a chance to split it. I like that. To divvy up the work, as you would say. Well, you know, I'd be down. It's always a different perspective anyway, so yeah. it doesn't matter that it's a different voice. Okay, chapter, and kind of divvy sense. up each each character, kind of like if there's ten characters, we I take five sections and you take five, but they all build around a protagonist yeah. that we speak of, and right. And I wouldn't like do that. it numerically, so to speak. Like okay, that. but yeah, exactly. Once we came up with the idea, yeah, we take the number and just split it in half. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't start out by saying we need to come up with ten characters. Yeah, because that's Let's unnatural. Come up with the character list and then split that list in half. Yes. Um, so I mean, is that, I like that is idea. that a sort of? I'm interested because uh, in I'm all about trying to find different ways to tell a story. You know, different ways to utilize perspective to tell a story to help people understand that so much of life is how you choose to view it. Okay. And, and this is and what better way to sort of kind of get that out there than telling a story about someone without ever really getting their side of it. You I kind of walked through, you know. And I also, but I also kind of like uh, the idea. I just. My mind started going off on this deserted, like, kind of like Arizona desert setting where, like, let's say you had a guy, and you could say this sucks or whatever, but I'm, like, going in this. I love uh, the, digging the confidence. Well, yeah. I mean, this is going <laughs> to be a sucks. this is gonna be a New York Times bestseller. I forgot to give you my disclaimer before I gave you mine. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but um, like, let's say uh, a man and a woman are driving a car. They're cross-country. She just found out. Um, through like getting in his phone that he's been cheating on her or whatever and she but she wants to work it out but she fucked his car up and put like some like she she fucked up the engine right she put something in I don't know what we can figure that out later but when they go on a trip together the car breaks down but he he was planning on breaking up with her but she fucked his car up and then the whole uh, story could be them arguing and talking about infidelity and then you know is he an asshole is she an asshole and then you find out their relationship does this suck or does is it good i mean i think it's a good idea i personally don't want to write that okay because i i there's a reason i've been staying out of relationships lately and it's to work on on art and so i don't really okay. spend <laughs> one day a week making up a fake shitty relationship also, at that point, one of us would have to be the girl. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And okay, let's just make them both. Yeah, let's yeah, just make let's make them both flip. mad. Hashtag and so, love what love. I was going with for something <laughs> a little bit more open than that, because what you're talking Mysterious. about is cool, but that's literally only two perspectives still. I'm talking about yeah, telling a story. It's a simple setting. Anywhere from let's say four to eight perspectives, where it's like we're talking about this guy, you. Finding out about this guy by you, you find those a shreds chapter, of information. A chapter of his boss setting him in and talking to him, and it's from the boss's perspective. And so, you, but it's okay, all first-person point of view. Can I can so I do like plot twist with this idea, or should we not talk about maybe hash out some spoilers for our made-up story here? Like, I mean, I, no, there shouldn't be spoilers. Okay, we're like we're just hashing out, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, so people can see it. There, well, what if there. what if we? Because I really do find that idea of yours intriguing about. You know, we uh, an un you know an unspecified amount of people are the are the preliminary characters, but they they feel the story and they run it. 
but they're talking about this man that you really never meet, but you learn more about, right? Yeah, and he's then, the main character of yes, it. The yes. story will be about him. Exactly. You'll be following him throughout the day, but you'll never get his point of view on things but you know until what's the cool? very end. You know it would be a good ending on something like that is, is you build him up. You don't know if he's good or bad, but then you find out how all these people are connected, and it could be something like they all work together, and then at the end of the – make it really dark, and then at the end of the fucking book or short story or whatever, like he just shoots them all up and kills everybody, and then it's over, and then he commits suicide. Well, that and is a way Isn't that awesome? That would be a very interesting story because what I'm saying is you could make it very discreet. You have like maybe whatever amount of characters, right? You feel the story – and he's a nice guy or he has a little trouble or whatever. You can hash it out for however you see fit. And then at the end, when you go to his perspective, his first-person perspective, he's going to work. He's had enough. And this would be realistic for these times because people are going crazy here and there. Right. And then you would have a guy just unload on all the people. And then in the narrative, you could say, all those characters that you invested with, in a way I think that would be effective because you would have the characters that you invested with while, like you said, learning about the protagonist, so-called protagonist, and he turns into the antagonist all at the same time and kills all of them and then kills himself. And then we could figure out why he would do that or leave a mystery and just show that life happens when it happens. You know what I mean? Right, yeah. Um, I don't know. It's just funny when this whole thing started way back when I was the dark one. Yeah, that's just funny. And I'm turning into the dark it's one. Just like, but I think, you, but if you think you about just it, jump right the, off the bat with that, like, yeah, that let's twist. Have just fucking kill everybody, and I'm like, oh. Well, but great. see, but but you, <laughs> but but we would have to do it in a way. The only way that that would work is if you really made it seem almost pedestrian, still interesting, but pedestrian. Like it's a very interesting interconnected tale, but then at the end, it just gets bleak and but but then you can almost keep it mysterious why did it happen and then the lesson of life is well shit just happens you know what i mean things just happen sometimes so yeah i mean that i mean it's just one story suggestion i mean you could take it either way or you can make him a really great guy you could do whatever you want right yeah you know? exactly i mean it's still we're still in the opening stage i mean we're I, in the cocoon if you're cool with that idea, we can go ahead and go with that premise and start to work forward and try to figure well, out. Well, I mean, what if if you like it, if you like it or don't, you know, you don't think it's well. I mean, as, as far as like, are are we in agreement that we want to do uh, um, have it be from a bunch of different perspectives? Yeah, and not I'm down with final that. characters until the end. Oh, I said yeah, I said so, okay, I'm down so, with that. So we at least we have that to work with. And you I never think. hear a word from the protagonist, the man in question. You never hear anything from him from his own mouth. It's everybody else talking about him or discussing. Well, maybe you might not be able to never hear a word. Okay. But you know, maybe it's pretty like some simple stuff. Because, like for instance, one one of the examples I was gonna have was like to have him be in a meeting with his boss. Okay. Maybe you don't get much other than like a yes, sir. I don't. I, don't, I think it'd be really, really difficult to have him be mute unless you yeah. have it be constantly people observing him in places but then it also would add another but to me that would like, be interesting why is everybody talking about this dude? but to me that would be interesting in a way because it would be almost challenging to where you don't have him talk but then at the last chapter it's like oh my god i'm in i'm in his perspective yeah you know okay, what i mean well, like i'm dropped that. in you know, it. Work from him, that's fine. plus i can't think of a novel that has done what's that Arthur? i was going to say just find me at the end of this but what if 
again, I love the idea of no like clear protagonist. Yeah, like a mystery. View of him. But what if the only snippets you heard from him were like the snippet of the cashier as he was yes. sitting in the store? That kind of thing. Like have there. a great day. Or yeah, that kind of here's your cigarettes. bullshit that other people I like that. in your story would have heard him say. But not actually from his See, viewpoint. You'd be right, like, 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 saying, like right yes, now. sir, and no, sir. And yes. Okay. And stuff like that. Okay, and, I like and, that. And so, yeah, what you're saying is, is he, is he, RJ with the yeah, beta just, reader yeah. right now. That's, that's big good. Time. Big time. That's good. I like this idea. And, and the thing about it is, um, I've read a lot of books and I can't think of a novel, short story, or whatever that has been told in that certain way. Because, in a way, that's very, that's very um, challenging to do. But it's very mysterious, interesting. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah and uh, I'm down for that. That that adds another layer to it. It's going to make it very interesting. Um, and you could call the book something like a gray area or something like that. You could figure out titles, but that's down the line. Like you could figure out something. Right. Again, you can use gray area as the working title for now, so you yeah. have something to reference it to. Because yeah. I won't. I don't. To me, I think it's best to end it to oh, title it. For instance, like, I didn't have the idea. I didn't think, oh, my God, I'm going to write this short story coming to terms. And it's yes. going to play out like this. It, came it was like, no. I was like, ah, here's the message I want to tell in this short story. And then when I was done with the short story, I thought, okay, well, what's a way for me to sort of have a misleading title, but once you understand the story and then you read the title again, you're like, oh. Well, you want to hear right. something really funny is, uh, I don't think I've ever told you this, but um, NoNet wasn't my original choice. Um, I, I pride myself on, I want to get every single title that I have. It's never been used before because there are a lot of books that come out that are like the same, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, like Eve and there's like a hundred Eves, like, you know what I mean? It's like, so my original title for uh, Nonet was offline. And then I actually searched no. it on online <laughs> and on Amazon. And there was a really cool short story, which I haven't read yet, but I'm going to, um, called offline and it's it's um like this girl something horrible happened to her but the authorities get her facebook account and the messages and show her talking to this guy that ended up like i can't remember if he like raped her or killed her and it's like a mysterious like almost like a cloverfield thing like this is what we found here and it's like that okay. and it's like a 50 page story so when i saw that that was named offline i was like well shit and then i thought what would be another cool thing and then the reason why I came up with NoNet was, I I did you ever see that movie called The Trigger Effect, where the where like everybody lost their power and then people, kind of like got angry. It was like in the mid '90s. It's with Kyle McLaughlin. No, I haven't seen it. Well, it's like the power goes out and then shows people kind of relying on it and and things break down a little bit. It's kind of like an indie movie a little bit, but uh. I always thought of like, you know, when the power is out, like, you know, you got no power, like no power. And I figure like when the internet's out, you know, people would go out and be like, you have no net, like, no, I have no net. And then, and then okay. it's also a thing of, it's a double, it's, you can take it for two different ways. No net is also means there's no net to break the fall. Like you're going oh, to I fucking gotcha, crumble. Gotcha. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. So, so yeah, well, the yeah. moral of the story is. You don't need to name it at the beginning. Absolutely, yeah. you find it later. Yeah, you wait, wait until you have some so meaning let, to work around. It. So let's hash out the process here because the process of creating, we have essentially, and this is no bullshit. This is literally just happened on the fly. 
and we already have a palpable idea, which is very interesting. And it's funny because when you put me on the spot here, and and I was drawing a blank, and then when you suggested that, then I started thinking, and that's we just started spitballing, and now I feel like we have an idea that we really could explore, and it's limitless. And that's that's usually how it how it works for me. You, especially yeah. in groups, just. Start throwing some ideas out there. And there are no bad ideas in brainstorming. And let me just say. If anyone hates it. you got to get comfortable enough to just even skin. stop giving disclaimers to be like, this idea might be shit, but I'm going to pitch it to you as if I think it's the greatest idea I've ever had. Because right. you need to at least pitch it with some energy. Because if you don't, if you don't believe it as you're pitching it to me, you've already put me off to it. You're like, Ugh, if you yeah. say like, feel free to reject this, this might not be good. You've already put that idea in my head. You've right. Already, like if you, if you walk up to me, like all shy, like you just broke something. So you're saying kitchen, that stranded story you know, would be the greatest story ever. If I didn't say that. Right. So, <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just saying like just in general. Yeah. Uh, but um, it, It's good to start getting that way. May I just, I just want to add again about the, the dark ending. Is, is that I think the only reason it would be very effective is because if we did a good job building the characters and are in and around his life um, in a very in a unique way, it would be very it would be quite impactful at the end if they were all just you know like just unloaded on and just like you have this dark ending you're like why did this happen and maybe it would be cool to not even explain it. Or give a little few, like, maybe you could give kind of dangerous, like, you know, like, forewarning, like, throughout the book that there may be a problem or he's difficult at work or something. But you don't know how they're all connected, you know what I mean? And then at the end, it all comes together, you know, some way like that. Yeah, yeah, that, that could work. I, um... But I'm not married to the dark ending, so if you... <laughs> right, I wanted to at least try to explore any and all possibilities before I get married to that one, just because I spend so much of my own time in a dark place. Again, it's like... Yeah, you and I have It's to... like you really have, have cracked me in the I have an idea. twice, where it's like, first you're like, yeah, let's, let's do a book about a relationship, and I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> just tie me from the roof. And then it's like, yeah, let's do something dark, and I'm like, oh man, but that's kind of like all I ever do. Um, maybe... Yeah, but okay. At the end of the book, he goes to Disneyland, and right. it's all happening. Well, I mean, you try. Okay, all right. Way to be an extremist. On that. That's, <laughs> that's like a typical like liberal argument, right there. Like, oh, you don't want the story to be about murdering people, so well, why don't we just make them all suck lollipops and give each other high five? You act like this. No, I know. Yeah. I'm just uh, trying to have some fun with it, but yeah. there, it's not like there's no middle ground in between. Oh, they're absolutely him killing every single person. That, thus validating all the negative things. You know what would be fun? My whole point was to have a bunch of different perspectives about this person to where you really don't know you what don't know to expect is. from them. And then so, it, you know, that's why I'm not going to jump right into the idea of him blowing well, you them would, all away because that's not the most – there could be something more intriguing absolutely. than that. Or you could have it end really ironic and just weird like where like they go go to him on the final – we go to him on the final chapter – and it's like you expect this epic like explanation of this man that you read all about, and then he just like stubs his toe or something, and he just says like "fuck," and the book's over, and you're like, "what the hell?" And like, like you yeah. alienate everybody. I was thinking more along the lines of like maybe we paint, we go towards your idea, 
Well, and that, in the last chapter, you think it's him going through to do something crazy. And, and something minuscule. He, like, inadvertently is just, like, wrong place, wrong time. And he <laughs> ends it, and, like, he gets caught up in it. Okay. Not necessarily that he did it, but, like, maybe that that's how it ends for him. Or maybe, you know, he right. has some sort of, like, ex machina, like, yeah. sort of yeah, almost... Maybe I wouldn't even call it cliche, but some sort of just like I guess ex machina is the way to put it. Yeah, yeah. Have yeah. him incidentally stop something, like have him have him have this meaningful death that actually you know like he a, dies a hero. Yeah, he he dies a hero. He goes from being just like whatever he pictures. And then get. oh, I had a great idea then, too yeah. just now. Like you could have it end like that, but then you have almost like a, a back end final little chapter of wraparound, and you could reveal that all these people know him from work and they're all at work talking about his death and saying how great he is. But then one guy goes, yeah, yeah, but that fucker owed me 20 bucks. Oh yeah. See, I wouldn't even like go, see, I, I like the epilogue thing. They're yeah. talking about like a post chat. See, I don't like doing like that. Like you would end it right when, when I'm done. Dies. I'm fucking done, man. Like there's no, like, well, it would be a oh, I'm, story. I'm done. No, I'm not like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. wrap it up. Here's the, because to me, that's just like... Uh, Basically, what you're saying is when you climax, you climax. Yeah, it's like just... Yeah, you <laughs> fucking sleep. You don't want to come back for the last two dribbles at the yeah. end. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'd Nobody, you, everybody says pre-cum, but not post-cum. I like to think leave about you, it. like, if you think of the story as like a clip jump, I want to leave you right at that point where your feet are now off the ground. Right. And you have to come to terms with what you just did, but I, I don't take it all the way down. But see, the, the great um, thing about this this little idea is that it really can go anywhere and that's what intrigues me about it especially with my imagination right. so the we could take is it anywhere we'll be wrapping up here in five minutes or so yeah. the reality is is that we will come back to it next time okay with a <coughs> list of ideas that we've kind of thought through and then yes sir I'm sorry, finish your wrap up there. I was trying to be real quiet about that. I had some questions for you once you wrapped up your, your thoughts on the story you guys are building because I definitely don't want to interrupt that process. It sounds fucking awesome. Right I just had some questions as somebody that might be looking to write. Yeah, absolutely. I don't, no, yeah, I don't yeah, really yeah. have anything out there. But you guys, you haven't plotted out your ending of this book yet, but do you guys ever struggle to end your, your writing? You you finished No Net. Yeah. Did you have a did you have an issue figuring out where you were going to end that I, book? I had the ending... Um, I had the ending immediately, uh, and I think uh, Kevin can attest, no spoilers, because you haven't read it yet, yeah. but the way it ends is very full circle. Okay. In fact, the opening paragraph is so reminiscent to, the opening paragraph of the last app is very similar in retrospect to yeah. the beginning and, of and you had that one. plotted from. Oh yeah, and, and it was one of those things where while we have talked about this idea here and we're spitballing here and figuring out what we're going to do just for fun. Um, and we're not married to any idea with no net. When I figured out, I knew certain things I knew I wanted to start it out with, you know, the man and the woman and then the night before. And then I knew I wanted to visit certain areas and I won't say what happened in the final app, but I knew I wanted to go there okay. and I knew that I wouldn't ever change from that. And, and and I was told by many people that's the only way I could have ended it in okay. a way because it does. I think Kevin stated this on I believe the Nona interview where you said it's it's like satisfying, but it does open up the door definitely for another round. Yeah, well, that's what you want to go for is like yes. if it's first installment of a series, you know, you want to try to make it to where it's its own complete thing, but yeah. also it gives 
just like that. So you plan this as a series? Oh yeah, I plan it. There's going to be two more, and I and I basically told uh, Kevin the whole setup of the next one. Yeah, he's one of the only ones that knows. Back to the uh, the original question, where where I'm at with it, there are times where if I'm lucky, I'll think of the ending first. Yeah. Like if I'm lucky, I'll I'll think of a message and work my way around the story, work my story around a message, but. There have been times, like for instance, there was this episodical I had on my old blog that the idea was I'd write one part. It would be a collection of micro stories to make one short story that would be maybe about 40 pages. Mm-hmm. And it was it was my homage to like the original idea of what James Bond was supposed to be. It was the original, because James Bond was supposed to just be like this average dude. That was the, like, the original idea behind those books was just to be the most average special agent in, their wor- in the world. Yeah. And so I took like the original James Bond idea and mixed it with uh, Jason Bourne, where this guy who had, all I tell you in the beginning is he had a head injury and five years ago that allowed, gave him a big government payout so he didn't have to work anymore. But you would then would some, come to find out that he had been a spy. And that people were coming after him, but he has no recollection of how to do any of that stuff. And he's a great—he's a giant pussy. He's just a huge. He like dives under a bench when he. There's a, a scene I have where there's this jogger coming, and the guy goes to like check his pulse, and the, the dude dives under a bench because he thinks the jogger's gonna kill him. And it's like so. It's but to get to that, I I got I think three or four parts out where I did it, and then it is never been finished because I. I got tied up in conflicting ideas on how I should end it and what story I wanted to tell, and then I just moved on. My goal is to come back to it now that we have a new outlet for short stories and I have a place to where I can say, hey, look, I want to re-edit the originals and then uh, add the ending and then put it all out as one thing. But So, yeah, and it, it really depends. Sometimes you will change the ending three or four times. Sometimes... You already know how yeah. it's going to begin okay. and end. Sometimes some stories will a good a, a, an interesting technique is end, is beginning a story where it ends. So okay. once you come up with the end, mm-hmm. like like a Carlito's Way was a movie that started in the last scene. Yes. And then when it gets to the end, you get right. like five extra minutes past that first <laughs> scene. So it's like you know, holy shit! Because by the time you get to the climax, you're like, oh fuck, I kind of forgot that that's how the story started. And all right, and all writers right. and creators are different. Like. Right. Um, I don't know if you know this, but, you know, Stephen King, like a lot of times he said he would just start out with the predicament, the premise. And like, let's put these characters essentially in a paper bag and see them get out. And then he would write it as he goes. Yeah. Um, I can't do that. I'm more of like I have the beginning, the ending and then the middle. I just kind of have some mile markers, but I just let it expand and I experiment with. That's the reason I asked about, and again, I hope I didn't distract from your guys' Oh, no, not at all. You added to it. Because that sounds fucking crazier than anything else that I could ask. But that's why I asked about word limits earlier. The way my imagination works is I start, and then I would like to see how my own imagination works yeah. and shit happening. I didn't know how people that actually had written a novel or people that wanted to pursue that. Well, see, a, like, lot of people, that shit out. a lot of people that, and there are a lot of people that really limit themselves with, like you said, it's not good if people like focus on, word counts but there are a lot of people out there that like i'm gonna write a seventy-five thousand word novel and i'm gonna stick to it and if i can't do it i'm a failure and that's crazy yeah like why would you think you have enough of that stuff to do with that work (laughs) yeah like like but but people try to to self-discipline mentally like to extreme 
And yeah. art is not really something. I mean, don't get me wrong. You have to there. You don't just give up every time you run into yeah. a problem either. Yeah. You, you, you know, don't be on either end of the spectrum. But it's really, it's not something you should really be terribly hard on yourself with. Uh, which, again, is advice everyone will give you. Every writer will give you that advice. And every single writer is a hypocrite about that. As, I, that as, the, words come, as the words <laughs> come out of my mouth, I know that I'm lying to you because I, no one is a harder critic of my work than me. Yeah. But at the same time, it's good to try to remember and keep that in perspective. Like, hey, man, just chill out. You can and, only get better at this. The writing's not going anywhere. And especially when you co-author, like, you know, Kevin and I are about to partake in that. Um, if you've noticed when he was, when when we were, ha were breaking the story or hashing this out, um, when he situated that and pitched it, I didn't say, I you know, a lot of control freaks with writing would be like, okay, well, well let's do a short story or do you want to do a novel or what do we want to do? Like, like to me, I I, I couldn't um, care less about whatever happens with the story as long as it's fucking intriguing. Yeah. 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 And so if we write a story, this idea because the this story and this premise is one of those premises where at first it hits you like, oh, that's cool. But when you think about more of what you can do it as a writer, it's very powerful. And uh, so I really don't care if it's. 10,000 words, 40, 50, 100. I don't right, care. Right. I could do anything. Right. That's what I love most about a book over painting as far as artists mm -hmm. go because there's so many different routes it can take, yeah. so many different ways to perceive it. Like your creative vision is so open to other people's input and things like that. With a painting, if you if you put everybody's input into it, it wouldn't look right. But right. with a book, you can take, yep. you guys can both paint the picture together and make something beautiful. If you're not so interested in control of the the matter itself, and yeah, in what is and I don't think we would we would have the power struggle. I think yeah. it'd just be Kevin would want the best, and I would want the best for the project. Right, and then just like if, for instance, to what you said, um, I uh, I prefer stories. And I prefer to write stories where I, I don't ever tell you the race or you know anything past the gender. Yes, I will. I might describe them as having long, beautiful hair. That's about it. I'm not gonna tell you what color it is. I'm not yeah. gonna tell you what color their eyes are. I might tell you their eyes were piercing. People and get hung up on. Once in a while, I might throw a detail in, like a color of the eyes or something, but nothing that. So that way, whoever's reading it, it's not, and that's it's not about me being PC. That's about me trying to appeal yeah. to an open audience. So that way, my yeah. goal is what to. I make the outline, and you tell the yeah. freaking story in your own brain. Just sort of that's a good along. point because I All never. All the details are yours. You know? Yeah, that's, yours to do with. I don't go out of my way to say like, "This girl's white," or yeah. you know, like, "This is a Hispanic." If it matters you know, like, to the story because yeah. a white chick is described, then maybe. But if it allows the reader to put themselves in that protagonist, you know, you know what's it. funny about that is I I don't go out of my way to describe a person's appearance because I feel like when I read a story, if when somebody goes out of their way to describe that. Um, I'm picturing the character in my own image anyway. anyway it yeah. doesn't matter. It really doesn't. It really matter. doesn't. Yeah. Like the people that go it's over, yeah. The, I mean, there are, there are writers that like do like the worst offense, and they they like, ooh, this character is in front of a mirror, and then they go off and describe everything. It's like it doesn't it doesn't fucking matter. You're going to picture it the way you want to, and everybody will picture it differently. Yeah, I mean, I, I, essentially. Yeah, everybody has their own. Voice. I, I, I don't understand the control freak of the giving the full, but some people like to be that descriptive, and for some people that is their strength. There are people that 
can't write very good dialogue. So if they mm -hmm. want to be able to get their ideas out, they're going to have to vividly describe everything to you and try to paint mental pictures for you. So that way you're still busy, you're still busy focusing on what the room looks like as you skim through the decent dialogue. Yeah, and and that's you play with the tools. You know, you play, you work with the tools in your toolbox. Yeah, and that's that's why people, a lot of people, sift through things like, oh, this guy's describing this house for like two pages. Who cares? Like that turns you off. You know what I mean? Um, I go like maybe a paragraph or two tops to describe either a place or person or a setting, and then I keep it moving. Like because that's the story that I want to read. Okay. So that's how I write. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. I think Kevin is, has the same ideology. Yeah, and I like that that you guys were saying like fuck the critics basically. Yeah. This isn't your guys' words, but At fuck first, the critics. But I'm also my own biggest critic. Because you guys are writing a story that you guys would yeah. want to read. Oh, I'll so honestly care. writing for care. yourselves, but hoping that other people will appreciate it and be able to insert themselves in your own. And believe me, you go you're writing just game. for yourself, writing your journal. Yeah. Like, I have one of those. I have yes. stuff that I write that literally is just for me. But but let cool. me tell you. If, you, you, if you're putting it out there, yeah, you want it to be enjoyable. So, yeah, but it's still that same plight of you can't live and die on what somebody else is going to think. And that's worse. true, but you and you do go into the game. when you It's like game time. Like, you upload and you're like, okay, no matter what happens, it's cool. But then when you get your first bad review, it fucks you up a little bit. <laughs> oh, it's no you, matter you, what. You're, you're because if you right care off, about yeah, it. But, if you, it's like your child. It's your book, baby. You know, like, how dare they, like, say that? They have no idea how hard it is. And then you take it personally, but then you get over after time. And now, you know, if, if I got a bad review right now for Nonet, I would live. And I just, yeah, and you guys put yourself in the other perspective. That's something that's so hard for us to do. Just remember, yes. you don't love everything put in front of your eyes either. And yes. I guarantee you... Of the three people sitting here have at one point in time talked mad shit about a performing oh, artist yeah. that they just weren't just because we didn't want to type it up at, you know on yeah. the keyboard if somebody had been recording us on their phones you know what I mean it would yeah. have been out there well in closing so it's not like we don't talk shit about you know so it's yeah. bound to come back to you well I mean in closing I mean in my opinion you know art is such a precious thing because let's say when we're long gone when we're dead. Somebody could discover my book, our book when it's out, your right. book, and they could love it. We're dead. It's a great book. Like something, like they get yeah, affected. Something to leave behind. People are still reading Poe, Bukowski, Bradbury, and they love it. They're dead. Like yeah. so, like their words live on. You know what I mean? And uh, yeah, this has been a great and episode. Yeah, this here. has been this has been great, man. I do. I have to get it wrapped up because there's yes. two left on the network schedule for tonight. Preliminary episode have, of Right Strike. So Strife. we we will get Noah and I will be back on Right. Let me shake your hand. Soon. Is this agreed yeah. upon? Yep. yep. All right. If we, we might not be in the same room next time. We might be just going over Google Hangouts. We could trade so, off, yeah, and I mean, figure it well, out. you have a laptop, right? Yeah, yeah. So there you go. It's got a camera. Chromebook, yeah. yeah Chromebook. Chromebook that's right. all you need. I'm sure that's all you need. You can do it on uh, Sean will be on his phone later. When we and I, I'm in a mental so. contract with you. I do believe in this little story that has uh, kind of been born from this on the fly. Because we, I swear that we didn't talk about this before. We hadn't talked in about two weeks before mm, yeah. yesterday. Not yeah, no. But so yeah, so I have one last question for you guys. It's unrelated, but it, it pertains to me because I have an, a, a pilot podcast coming up for the Bad Dinner Guest Sports Show, and we still have yet to come to a name for it because okay. 
you know, all your quirky sports names like out of bounds are already taken. Well, wait a second. Hold up. Let me point something out. Maybe it should be like a book. You do it and then you title it after it's done. Yeah, well, that's what we're going to have to do because I'm going to be going live here in about 15 minutes. Oh, yeah, you're not going to have time. I don't even have – I have barely enough time to get – I'm going to get to Lou, so – so people, Dude, you anybody have, interesting, people will hear. Uh, Lou will be on Twitch live streaming his Fallout Kevin, game again while I sit next to him and uh, chat with Sean about sports. You and later tonight, time. we will be getting on the uh, Bad Dinner Guest flagship stage. Can I say one last thing? You have had a podcast bukkake today. Yeah, <laughs> You've been everywhere doing it, and you're still stopping. At least I'm going to leave now. I mean, I've done, we did the interview, and then we did uh, yeah. Bread and Circus, and now we do this. I've got and two more. You I've have got, two more. I've got two more. So, Jeez. yeah. I so will, you're not uh, done being sprayed on. No. Uh, <laughs> I am not, not hitting Super the boots so yet. Good. So, yeah. So any thoughts, guys, for a sports show? Um, like a name of it. It's got to fit the Bad Dinner Guest sort of mantra. But let's call it sports, sports shit. Sports shirts. Benchwarmers, that's got to be one. Um, that's the thing about yeah, the water industry. The watermen. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's so see. <laughs> well, what type of name are you trying to get? Like a funny name? Just something that anything. says that we're quirky um, and we talk about the odd parts of sports. Because just like anything else we do here, it's not just cut and dry. Broad, no. Broadcast journalists. No. <laughs> well, you know what? I will spare. I'll spare the audience. ESPN contributors. Yes, yes, contributors. You guys can join us live here again on the Bad Dinner Guest channel here in about 20, 30 minutes for our yet to be named sports podcast. Oh, broadcast journalists. Bro- yeah, BJ. This is yeah. This is the BJ. 